0: It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Property, real estate and the housing market, it is what we are talking about seven days a week and already up to a Thursday morning, July. May the 13th, which means, of course, after tomorrow, back into another weekend. And if you've been busy at work counting down the days to either look at that open home on Saturday or to go back for a second time, good luck with that. And I must find out about what that stat is on average of how many times does somebody view a property before it sells. I would say it's either one or two times, right? It would have to be. Coming up this morning, we are talking with Eliza Owen from Core Logic, And good morning, Eliza. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning. Thank you for having me. That'd be true, wouldn't it? When it comes to how many times on average does somebody view a property before it sells? It would have to be, you would think, either once or twice.
2: When I purchased my first home, it was dozens. So I'd say at least once or twice. Absolutely, people are going to be scrutinising those listings.
1: That's a point because don't think that it is just once or twice. You know, you you might be onto something there. So we will find that number out. Now you and the Core Logic research team. You compile this monthly housing chart pack, which is providing insights into the residential property market. So crucial for everybody these days to sort of find out what's happening. And you released one just a couple of days ago, which we are going to sort of break down and take a look at.
2: Absolutely. This is your go-to pack for everything in terms of capital growth, listings, sales information, rental market update. So look forward to diving into it with you.
1: All right. So that is all coming up with Eliza next.
2: We don't just
0: report on real estate news, we take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. It's time to go back to the Real Estate Vault for this week's Property Comment.
1: I would say if I really had to pick it, it might just stay a balanced market, which I think is the best kind of market really anyway. When, it's t- when it takes off too fast, I- I'm always a bit scary of what's coming after that. And obviously, when it um, hits rock bottom, that's um, never good for anybody. So, you know, maybe with the interest rate rises, but, but then along with the tight listings and the migration, hopefully it just stays a bit balanced. We can see some turnover of property. So assuming that AI doesn't take over Mooney Valley, what are some of the attributes do you think that really pulls and sucks people into the area that you're selling? Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, AI is um, going to be a big disruptor in our space. Um, I think the um, key for a real estate agents, if that's what you're asking there, I would say the key is always going to be the um, personal service and obviously some really good advice to people around what they're doing. I think people will always appreciate that human element. Hopefully then um, the Terminator 2 doesn't take over. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: From the emotion of property, the economic inflation, managing your expectations, lack of stock, price growth, construction applications. Up- Appetite, days on market. Stay informed with us and know your property.
1: All right, it's time for another property tip. This time we are going back to Maurice there in Mossman. And good morning, Maurice. So what have you got for us this morning?
0: Hi, Craig. Great tips for um, enhancing the external of a home. Verandas on these old federation houses that we have everywhere in Mossman, nothing like a furb with your tessellated tiles, replacing them with custom old English tiles. Black and white palettes are really gorgeous. Some of these verandas have had different layers of different tiles over the years when you replace them with new tiling it just makes them look amazing and brand new and fresh another thing is the gardens in the front of houses you've got to pick the plants that create perfect hedging viburnums are amazing so are lily pillies cost effective and really quick and cheap to change over to freshen up the front of a house
1: Okay, some great advice. Have a fantastic day, Maurice, there in Mossman. And don't forget, tomorrow morning, Arjun is back from Investigate, the award-winning team with more of the numbers and the stats for Sydney Siders. And if you're looking for mortgage advice, we have that this coming weekend on Saturday with Anthony Landau. He's our man that is here, there and everywhere, especially around interest rate announcements. Now, if you're celebrating another year of existence on the planet for this 13th day of July, have a good one. Richard has emailed through to say that his lovely wife, Trudy, is turning the big 5-0 and wanted to hear it on the radio this morning. Happy birthday, Trudy. You're sharing your birthday today with Harrison Ford, who's turning 81, Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek, he's turning 83. And Cameron Crowe, the film director who directed Almost Famous and Jerry Maguire, he's turning 66 today. It's the main center forecast. And let's have a look at your weather on this Thursday morning sun and lots of it. That's for you in Sydney this morning and a high of 20 degrees. Melbourne, it's going to be cloudy but dry with 15. Brisbane should be a mainly fine day, 22. And poor old Perth, expecting some showers today in your top, just 19.
0: From first time home buyers to seasoned investors. investors. Investors to breaking property news. Discover the stories behind the real estate.
1: And a good morning to you. It's a Thursday morning, as mentioned, cool Logic They compile this monthly housing chart pack, providing insights into the residential property market. And Eliza Owen is back with us. And Eliza, first off, national home values. Now, they rose by 2.8% in the June quarter. And I can tell you, it certainly felt that way as we report from different markets, of of course, every morning. And it seemed just more positive news. So what else did it tell us?
2: Yeah, so this is definitely reaffirming the recovery in property values. That 2.8% lift was the highest quarterly increase we've seen since January 2022. So that is, of course, before the cash rate started to rise. And over the past three months, that growth has been strongest in Sydney at four point nine percent. We're still seeing a little bit of weakness in regional Victoria, that had one of the weaker results, down one point three percent. But aside from a, a you know a handful of, of markets, most of the regional and capital cities are in that upswing phase now.
1: Now, we like to look at the Sydney high-end housing market. In fact, just yesterday, Chris Sherry was explaining the uptick that he was experiencing in the Sydney auction market. So what has been happening over the last three months to June in this space?
2: Yeah, great question. So we know that when the housing market goes into an upswing, it's usually led by the high end of the market. The top 25% of Sydney dwelling values rose 5.7% in the June quarter, compared to 4.5% at the middle tier of the market and a 3% lift in the low end. Melbourne also sees the high end usually leading, so that's where we've seen a 2.1% rise in the top 25% values, which is higher than at the middle and and lower value tiers. So this is a pretty well established cyclical pattern. And it's another data point that really reaffirms the upswing is well underway.
1: And just having a look at the combined capital cities dwelling market value, now that increased by 1.2% in June. What else happens around the combined capital cities?
2: Yeah, so the combined capitals market is definitely leading the upswing, up 1.2% in the month of June compared to just 0.5% across the regions. And a lot of that has to do with the post-lockdown migration trends, where more people are moving from regions to capital cities. The return of overseas migration is seeing housing demand skewed to capital cities, So really we're seeing a bit of a normalising in migration patterns compared to what we saw through the COVID period. And as mentioned, that's seeing a lot of strength in Sydney, but also Brisbane, which was up 3% in the quarter, Perth up 2.8%. And aside from Darwin, each of the capital cities has increased on a quarterly basis.
1: And over the past financial year, Australian home values, now they declined by 5.3%. What did your report tell us in the regional South Australia dwelling market? And also talk to the Hobart market, because I think that made a bit of a comment in your report, maybe for not all of the right reasons.
2: Yeah, so the Hobart market has seen a decline of about 13% over the past year, despite showing a recovery in values in recent months. Hobart is seeing a turn in market conditions after what was really a very large and extended upswing in value for much of the late 2010s and through COVID. So, If you ask me, this downturn in the Hobart market was really a long time coming. We're seeing a lot of surplus in listings sitting on the market and it really is buyers opportunity at the moment. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got regional South Australia leading growth over the past year. While most Australian housing markets were down year on year, regional SA was up 8.7%. So perhaps a bit surprising, um, the South Australian market has traditionally been more of a slow, steady performer. But through the past three years, it's just absolutely seen all of this value unleashed, probably a hangover from the COVID period where we've seen the normal of remote work, um, holiday accommodation, sea change, tree change markets. And South Australia is particularly affordable. So it's really reaped a lot of the benefits from that COVID cycle.
1: Yeah, it's just the darling at the moment. It seems to be competing with the Sunshine Coast, you know, going toe to toe.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this market has really been transformed and with people having more freedom to work remotely and now, of course, travel and and explore these different areas. uh, I think people are really getting the value out of that.
1: Mm. And June, now that saw an estimated 35,523 property sales nationwide. Where did that land in terms of the five-year average and does it tell us anything about the stabilising market?
2: Yeah. So, interestingly, sales volumes have continued to, you know, they're lower than where they were in the highs of 2021. You've had about 35,000 sales over June, and that's a little bit lower than the historic five-year average, which is closer to 40,000. But if we look at the broader trend, because looking at sales month on month on month on month, it can be quite volatile, the broader trend suggests that sales volumes are actually stabilizing. They're flattened out. And that points to, uh, I guess, a a broad kind of stabilizing in market conditions more generally. It's reflected in days on market where the stabilizing in sales volumes has coincided with slightly better selling conditions, particularly in the capital cities where properties are now taking about 29 days to sell at the median level. And that's lower than 30 days uh, in the first quarter of the year.
1: All right, so there it is. There's a whole lot of information from Eliza Owen from Core Logic this morning, and you did really well rattling off all of those numbers. Thanks so much for jumping back onto the real estate breakfast this morning. Have yourself a fantastic Thursday.
2: Thank you. Take care.
0: Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.